I've got a couple of the forestry workers as regulars. Though, mind you, a lassie from London is coming for a couple of weeks. A Miss Ogilvy, she phoned this morning. Hamish touched his cap and walked off in the direction of the manse, for Mrs. Wellington, large, tweedy and respectable, was the minister's wife. Mrs. Wellington was pulling up weeds in her garden. She straightened up when she saw Hamish. "'I've just heard you had one of their letters.' Hamish fixed her with a gimlet stare to distract her from the sight of his dog urinating against the roots of one of her prize roses. Why didn't you phone the police station? She looked flustered. It was nothing but a spiteful piece of nonsense. I threw it on the fire. I can do with all the evidence I can get, said Hamish severely. Now you've got to tell me what was in that letter. Furthermore, I've never known you to light a fire before the end of October. Mrs. Wellington capitulated. Oh, very well. I'll get it. Wait there, and keep that dog of yours away from my flowers. Hamish waited, wondering what could possibly be so bad as to make the upright minister's wife initially lie to him. Mrs. Wellington came back and handed him a letter. On the envelope was her name and address in handwriting, now familiar to Hamish from the other letters he had in a file back at the police station. He opened it and took out a piece of cheap stationery and began to read. Then he roared with laughter. For the poison-pen letter-writer had accused Mrs. Wellington of having an adulterous affair with the Loch Doo policeman, Hamish Macbeth. When he had recovered, he wiped his eyes and said, "'This is so daft. Why didn't he you want to show it to me?' "'I know your reputation as a womanizer, Hamish Macbeth, and I thought this letter might give you ideas.' Hamish's good humour left, and his hazel eyes held a malicious gleam. I am in my thirties, and you are, what, in your fifties? Don't you think you are suffering from a wee bit of vanity? Her face flamed. There are winter-summer relationships, you know. I read about them in Cosmopolitan, at the dentist's, and when I was in the cinema with my husband the other week, a young man on the other side of me put a hand on my knee. Michty me, said Hamish. What happened when the lights went up? He had left by that time, said Mrs. Wellington stiffly, not wanting to tell this jeering policeman that during a bright scene on the screen the young man had leant forward and looked at her and fled. And I am not a womanizer, pursued Hamish. Oh, no, you broke off your engagement to poor Priscilla, and since then you've been playing fast and loose. I'll take this letter with me, said Hamish, suddenly weary, but rest assured, I have not the designs on you, not now, not ever. Back at the police station, he added the letter to the others in the file. There was a knock at the kitchen door. He went to answer it and found Elspeth Grant, the local reporter and astrologer for the Highland Times, standing there. She was dressed in her usual mixture of thrift shop clothes, old baggy sweater, long Indian cotton skirt and clumpy boots. "'What brings you?' asked Hamish. "'I haven't seen you for a while.' "'I've been showing the new reporter the ropes.' "'Pat Malone,' said Hamish, the attractive Irishman. "'Yes, him, and he is attractive. "'Are you going to ask me in?' "'Sure.' He stood aside. Elspeth sat down at the kitchen table. The day was misty, and drops of moisture hung like little pearls in her frizzy hair. Her large grey eyes, gypsy eyes, surveyed him curiously. He felt a little pang of loss. At one time, Elspeth had shown him that she was attracted to him, but he had rejected her, and by the time he had changed his mind about her, she was no longer interested. So, began Elspeth, I hear Mrs. Wellington got one of those letters. How did you learn that? She told Nessie Curry, who told everyone in Patel's grocery. 
What on earth was in it? Mind your own business. All right, copper. What are you doing about these letters? They're weird and wild in their accusations, but one day one's going to hit the mark, and there'll be a death. Haven't you asked for a handwriting expert? Oh, I've asked headquarters right enough, but it is always the same thing. Handwriting experts cost money. The budget is tight. It's just a village storm in a teacup and will soon blow over. That's what they say. Hamish's Highland accent always became more sibilant when he was excited or upset. So I sit on my bum, collecting nasty letters. There is something you could do, and I'll tell you if you make me a cup of tea. Hamish put the kettle on top of the stove and lifted down two mugs from the kitchen cabinet. So what's your idea? It's like this. Someone always knows something. You could call an emergency meeting at the community centre in Brakey and appeal to the people of Brakey to help you. I could run off flyers at the newspaper and we could post them up in shops and on lamps.